Good morning, Newburgh Friends Church, and welcome to the service today as we enter into a time of reading God's Word, encouraging one another, and listening to what the Lord has to say to myself as well as uh, to each of you today. Before we get started, I'm going to have uh, one of my friends share God's Word from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So let's listen together. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient, love is kind. It is not envy, it is not boast, it is not proud. It is not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. 1 Corinthians 13, through 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. These words are beautiful to see the love of God. And so let's pray together as we are reminded from what God's word says and how we are to live. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we lay these verses before you and we are reminded that these are not simple words. These do not come natural to us in and of ourselves. We, we struggle to live these words out. We desire to be patient and kind, to never give up, to be full of faith, to be reminded to pursue faith, hope, and love. And these are not just words that we say lightly. We ask, Holy Spirit, would you guide us today as we learn about these words, as we are reminded to take action, help us to purely serve you, Jesus, and be excited about following your son. We love you so much, God, and we thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Love is an overused word. There are so many times throughout the day that I catch myself saying it, and I'm sure you do the same. I can quickly say, I love donuts, followed by something like, I love my family. And then, I love a good cup of coffee. And I can be enthusiastic about each of those statements. And then say something like, oh, oh yeah, I love Jesus too. Each of those has a way different feel to it. Each of those loves has a level of what it really means to me personally. And as I consider this word love today, and as you read and followed along in 1 Corinthians 13, it's obviously the theme of the day. I want us to experience and appreciate, though, that love is a choice. Uh, it can be expressed in verbal ways. It can be described, though, best in a good, pure interaction with someone. People appreciate you best when they see your actions. It's not your intentions that shine through. It's not how, how many meetings you have about something. It's not just your ideas about something. It is really when you do something that you prove your love for others. For example, 
If you can imagine a world without electricity, you can appreciate how complicated the world would be, but also how simplistic it would be. You wouldn't have any household tools that were beyond a hammer and manual labor. You wouldn't have the power that created phones and cars and electricity that, that powers so much of our world. If you could imagine this though, and also imagine a scenario where the, the invention of electricity wasn't even a thought. No one was even thinking about creating electricity. It would be this concept that no one would even know what it would be like to stay up late and to have a light switch, to have a light bulb that powered your day. So the invention of this electricity created all of the action that took place. And you see, love is like this. We can plan, we can dream, we can imagine all of the actions we could take, but until we actually take action, people will not appreciate our love until they've seen and heard and felt the action that you do. So love is action. And such is our faith. I've been reading a book called Love Does by Bob Goff. And it says in this book, love is action and such is our faith. Faith is the sum of everything we can hang on to and everything we let go of. Let me say that again. Faith is the sum of everything we hang on to and everything we let go of. You see, faith is a mighty, and faith is a mighty word. It's, it's, it's believing in the mighty power of God, this loving God that offers us forgiveness of sins, but also gives us the faith to get past all of the things that we worry about and laying our future before the Lord's hands. Bob Goff says something really hilarious in his book. He says all of his pairs of pants that he owns, he cuts out the left pocket. The left front pocket on all of his pants is gone. And he says he wants to remind himself that he has to have faith to keep certain things, but he always has to be pursuing letting things go. And his faith in the Lord is the same way. He wants to be able to take up a firm confidence in the things that he believes in, but also let go of the, the things of this world, constantly refreshing our mind of letting go, but also holding tight to the, our faith in the Lord. So over the last few weeks, we've been exploring. We started with finding hope. We talked about finding faith. And then we talked about the need for fathers in society. And today, I want us to find hope through love. I want us to experience this. And 1 Corinthians 13 is really known as the love chapter. I've probably done uh, a, probably 10 or so uh, counseling sessions with uh, pre-marriage counseling session, sessions with couples that wanted to get married, and they would come in, and there's this joy, and you know, there's something about 1 Corinthians and specifically the verses that I'm touching on here today. These words, they almost write the ceremony for you. They sound so perfect for a ceremony. They sound like the ideal marriage and it describes you perfectly. And in that moment of your, your getting ready for marriage, it just sounds like your marriage is gonna be perfect and you're always gonna pursue these wonderful, blissful moments. 
But as I have couples explore the context of chapter 13, I think we're real quick to forget that there were 12 chapters that Paul was speaking to the church of Corinth about before he got to these lovey-dovey words that we so often kind of pull from the context. So I want to explore that for a moment. We're not going to read all of these chapters, but I want us to summarize and appreciate You see, his message was clear to the church of Corinth that they were missing the point. The cross was the specific emphasis of Jesus's life, and the mission was completed through the resurrection of Jesus when he died and rose again. That was his mission complete. And as we appreciate this, I want us to understand that it didn't stop there. Those were early in the first few chapters. As he kept going, he reminds us that the love of God, he wanted people to be pointed towards kingdom work and following the Lord with their lives and being about God's business. And he explains that the point of all of this is to love Jesus, to appreciate Jesus, and to believe in Jesus. He goes deeper and he says that we, if we are followers of Jesus and love Jesus, that as Christians, we now house God. And let me capture that massive thought. It says that if we believe in God, that the Holy Spirit indwells us in 1 Corinthians. We also see that we now represent Christianity to the world. And God is within us. That is massive. Really, I want you to process. God says he wants 